0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we are talking about Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. This is the latest uh, Apple original documentary that comes from Davis Guggenheim. You might know that name from uh, previous documentaries he's written and directed, such as Waiting for Superman uh, back in 2010. I remember that was huge kind of when i was first starting to get into doing some film reviewing and whatnot it was an examination of the american school system as a financial institution as far as you know taking care of children and their needs and teachers in their needs uh he also directed an inconvenient truth al gore's uh global warming kind of lecture circuit uh with a call for immediate action um, and looking through his uh His other works, he's primarily done a lot of little different political documentaries um, following President Biden, following President Obama at one point. Um, But the documentary is certainly his wheelhouse. So that's how he finds Michael J. Fox to tell the story of, you know, gosh, one of the, the most incredibly charming and just... I don't know as far as an actor goes it's someone that you like I know it's easy to have favorite actors sometimes but I feel like there's a, a difference between to seeing someone on the screen who you just look forward to seeing because their personality and the energy that they bring is infectious um, and I don't know for me Michael J Fox has always been one of those actors um, you know my parents showed me the back to the future movies at a, at a pretty early age, which I think was totally fine. There's there's nothing so inappropriate in any of those that that was crazy. Um, but from the DeLorean to the time travel to just, you know, his life, his quote life vest, um, everything about his character was so enjoyable and was just so much fun. Um, and he really makes those movies. I mean, he, there's a lot of great stuff in there from Doc Brown to time travel, and everything else, but I mean, Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly, um, and of course, I never watched Family Ties growing up, and uh, was born about a, a decade or so late on that, but this documentary really dives into who he was, both as a person, as an actor coming up in Hollywood, and kind of following his trajectory through his career, while also then acknowledging um, the awful diagnosis of Parkinson's disease and kind of how he took that news initially, um, but then really how he just kept working regardless. and didn't want it to become a limitation for him. And so as I'm looking through his IMDb page here, I mean, the man is still working today. Uh, You know, at one point he had a Michael J. Fox TV show I remember his voice from Stuart Little, uh, the Hugh Laurie uh, Mouse movie back in the day. Um, those, you know, that was late late nineties, so that was like perfect time when I was a kid. Um, but I remember his voice from that. There was the Atlantis Lost Empire movie where he voiced uh, Milo Thatch, who you know was a huge cartoon character. I feel like at the time for kids my age. Uh, super awesome, super awesome movies. Um, but Michael J. Fox, I mean, you know, recently I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. And so he'll pop up every now and then kind of messing around with Larry David. And, you know, of course, Larry David's just the most inappropriate person ever. Um, but Michael J. Fox just takes it in stride. And, and what really sticks out to me about him through this documentary it's about you know it's a little over an hour and a half um so i don't i don't totally want to talk about too much of what happens without giving it away um because it will certainly take you through uh, a large majority of his hollywood career um but what's really special i think is you know moments where he first talks about working with tracy paul and his wife uh, back on family ties and you know, this woman who was so unlike any other person he'd met, both in Hollywood and the real world. At this point in time, he's on the top of the world. He's boy wonder. There was nothing he couldn't do or couldn't get away with. You know, and here was a woman who was kind of challenging him and putting it in his place and saying, hey, no, you're being a jackass to me. So don't talk to me like that. Don't, don't be doing this. And so, you know, it was really... Interesting to see how she really changed him. She really grounded him. Um, and then obviously, after the diagnosis has been such an anchor for him, uh, he mentions that, you know, she whispered in sickness and in health when he told her, because it was something that he wanted to hide from the world. But, you know, it was his hands kind of kept shaking. He had to, obviously he couldn't be alone in this um, and so you really do get to see how he and his family, I'm not even going to say deal with it. I don't, I don't, that, that doesn't feel like it describes the the life that they live and how they treat each other. Cause he is one who doesn't want sympathy. He said it himself. He would hate it if his family sat around all the time. Oh, poor dad. He can't do this. He can't lift that up or, oh, he's struggling. You know, he's like, I don't. I don't need the pity party. You know, he's like, I need you to treat me like you would anybody else. Um, And I think, you know, weirdly, I had a lot of parallels to Bruce Willis watching this, if only because recently it's come out that Bruce Willis um, has gotten pretty sick to the point where acting and speaking and certain things are going to be pretty, pretty impossible for him down the line. Um, And so he was just putting together as many movies, whether it was straight to DVD or half indie, half just random, crowdfunded, whatever it was. I think you know there was a time where it seemed like, what the heck is this guy doing? He's just putting himself in all these bad movies. Um but what he was really doing was preparing his family for his inevitable retirement because he knew he wouldn't be able to work. He knew it was going to get bad and uh or worse, I should say. Um and he also just wanted to keep doing what he loved, um, and that's why I think you know, doing this job—you know, movie criticism, film criticism. I think you know it's why I'm glad I've kind of moved away from you know oh, this is a two-star movie, this is a one-star movie, whatever. This is a five-star. I think it is easy to communicate when a film's great, yeah, I and mean, a lot of them do speak for themselves. And there's a lot of bad movies out there, though. But like I've said before, you'd have to try pretty hard to have a a film that earns a zero or a one out of five, you know, because a lot of people put a lot of time into these things, you know, whether we think it or not. Um, And, you know, so hearing that about Bruce Willis really, I, I don't know, it put different things into perspective for me. You know, he's trying to do as much as he can in a short amount of time to take care of his family. Um, and I think it's incredibly admirable. Um, and so then you look at Michael J. Fox, who, even after he got this Parkinson's diagnosis, kept it from the world and was like, "I need to keep working. I can't stay still because when I'm still, I'm shaking and i'm I'm with it, you know it's all it's all consuming. But when I'm working, when I'm shooting, when I'm doing something, I can control it for the most part, or I can kind of control my own life and so you know you look at different ways that he would try to hide it during filming of different films and TV shows before he would eventually come out and let the world know um, and it's just God I mean you he is such a fighter in so many ways it, it's unbelievable and it's unbelievable the lengths he went to just to try to because you know if that news comes out to the world oh, well, maybe we're not putting you in our new Western or this action film because we don't want to run the risk or we don't think that maybe you can keep up. It really, once that's out, there's a fear of letting the world know maybe what's going on with you because you know there's going to be rejection. Or, you know, they might say, you know, based on principle, I don't think that we could do this just looking out for your health, you know. And so it really was a way for him to kind of keep doing what he loves, obviously, Without the judgment, without the people saying, "Oh, poor Michael Vaughn, you know, we, I don't think we could have. I, I, we don't want to run the risk. We don't want to be the film that you know gets you in a serious accident. But you still see him today. I mean, the guys, what sixty-some years old right now, um, and he is still walking around, jetting around. You know, obviously he works with a personal trainer who is really in tune with how his body moves. Uh, The debilitations that come with Parkinson's and how it will affect you. Um, Creating all these different plans as far as exercise routines just so that you can keep going. But it's also heartbreaking because, you know, an unfortunate truth that Michael J. Fox kind of reveals at the beginning is, you know, if you have Parkinson's, you're going to fall. And you're going to fall a lot. You're going to break some bones. You're going to scrape yourself a ton. You might hurt your chin. And he's like, it just comes at the territory. And so there's multiple moments where he's just, whether it was throughout his career or even in present day, as we're seeing, you know, takes a tumble or takes a fall. And, you know, oh, there's a dislocation of a finger right there. And it just, oh, it kills you to watch. And of course the doctor is like, you know, you just need to rest. You need to do whatever. Don't be walking around. Don't be doing this. But that's like telling someone not to to breathe. You know he cannot he will not submit to this illness um and you know it was really touching getting to see his family um his two daughters or maybe three daughters even i think actually um and a son and so just listening to their interactions seeing them as a family unit um it's just really touching it's touching to see the legacy that he is leading um you know, the love he has for this family and obviously the love that they have for him. Uh, I just think this documentary is a winner. Um, you're going to leave feeling changed. I think a a really good way for me, it really shined a a brighter light on Michael J. Fox than I kind of already had. Um, it was really cool to see a lot of different footage from some of his earlier works and watching this kid, grow into the the adult that obviously I know now and the man I've seen now, but um, outside of those back to the future films and some of his kid films, you know, it was really fun to see him pop up in all these different roles. And so it gives you a lot to kind of go and look back on. I'm like, you know, I've got some, I've got some movie homework to go back and watch. Um, But I just, I, I really do implore everybody to give this film a shot and to check it out it is well worth your while um can't say enough great things about michael j fox as a person and an actor he leads with humility he leads with honesty um and it's it's a beautiful beautiful documentary um so please everybody i'm like if you have apple tv watch it if you don't we'll find you we'll find you another way um because I can definitely see this popping up towards the end of the year. Something that people, uh, people certainly look back to as one of the better documentaries for the films this year. So Thank you again for listening, guys. Stay tuned. I know I keep saying it, but we really, we, we got an overload of CIF coverage coming to you. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks again.